I'm going to try peg. I'm really going to give this exercise thing a shot. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. On today's episode, we dive right into some discussion about our September challenge, which is the foundational habit of daily exercise. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. This one is definitely a challenge for me. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I'm going to do my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I'll be playing along too, and as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. Our online pretend best friend Gretchen Rubin says that September is another January and we are going to use that clean slate that we talked about last episode to get our bodies moving daily. So we are pretty easygoing on what that entails, at least I am. Jenny's not easygoing about anything to do with this challenge, which we will discuss at nauseum, I'm sure. Uh, So we are challenging each other and you to do some form of exercise or movement every day for the entire month. So uh, as I just said, Jenny has been vocal about the fact that this isn't her favorite challenge, and I'm pretty sure that on some level, she is aware that it is good for her. So let's check in and see how she's doing when we are almost done our first week. Uh, Jenny? Uh, You know how I feel about exercise. I admire the sloth. That would be my spirit animal in this regard. (laughs) Um, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, like, this far in, it, it has been a struggle to get started. But on the positive note, I forgot how much I like lifting weights. We have a home gym in our basement, and my husband Jeff uses it regularly, and I use it uh, irregularly. And I have no excuse not to exercise between having a gym in the basement and the full range of tools that are available online. And I realized I like the feeling of being sore from exercise. But I just don't like doing the exercise. So there's some positives there. So basically in the first week... I'm really trying, Peg. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad. So in the first week, basically you've done some lifting weights. That's been your what you've gone to. So I'm doing lifting weights and I'm doing, I guess what I would call some Pilates. Okay. Which is kind of like I've picked the things that I I like, I guess, that I, I actually like doing. Okay, cool. I'm glad that you're doing it. Well done, girl. I know that this has been a challenge to get started, so let's just keep going. Yes, let's. All right. Well, and let's get going and let's get this over with. (laughs) We're not getting it over with. It's from now until forever. Blurg. Your body is designed to move. Let's move it. Yeah, sure. (laughs) What I'm getting from you is that you have some areas of opportunity with your attitude and with exercise. (laughs) You are correct. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to work on it both, but in, on both counts. Yes. Let's talk about how my first week of exercise has gone. I really do like to exercise. And so it's, I guess, weird that I fall off and I just don't do it for weeks and months on end sometimes. But when I get back to it regularly, I really feel better. I feel more awake. And when I say that, I don't mean like 
the opposite of being asleep. I mean, like cognitively, my brain functions better when I'm exercising. So that alone is enough to kick my butt into gear to do it regularly because it's cool when you can actually think better and function better cognitively and, you know, take on the world in a different way. Uh, I also feel like my body functions better. Uh, I feel like I move better. I feel better. I'm not as achy. I'm not as sore. I, maybe it's too much information, but I tend to run constipated. Everything starts to function better in that way. You went there. Of course I went there. What are you talking about? We talked about this with water. You drink more water, you're going to poop more regularly. Uh, You do your exercise, you're going to poop more regularly. It's important. Yes. Once you get over 40, when you talk about the fact that you're constipated or not, like you just can really appreciate a good poop. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I do. So exercise is helping. I'm very happy for you. (laughs) And food tastes better because I'm hungry because I've been working out. Uh, so when I get back to it, I wonder why I ever stopped, really, is what it comes down to. Good on you. So speaking of this new habit, uh, we are going to move into Habits Corner. In this segment, we will take a look at some relevant research, an inter- interesting article, or just jam about our own experiences as we work on forming new habits. So today in Habits Corner, we are going to discuss ways to make exercise a daily habit by using the strategy of consistency. The more consistent an action is, the more likely it is to be a habit. The problem with trying to make exercise a habit, and it's something that we've all faced, is that you usually try to exercise three or four times a week, and that makes creating new exercise habit difficult. So exercising every day is more likely to result in a habit. Here are some practical suggestions that I've learned along the way to help make exercise a daily habit. Set a time. Decide whether you're more likely to stick with it in the morning or lunchtime or evening or and stick with that time. If you don't set a time, you're more likely to put it off until you have more time or energy and then put it off until the next day. So it's not really a habit at all at that point. Send yourself a reminder. Send yourself an email or a text reminder so that you'll never forget. Then when you get the reminder, you'll do it right away. Do you do your exercises at a specific time? Or when I say, do you do your exercise in the last week when you've been doing exercise, have you been doing it at a specific time? 8 p.m. Usually that's usually about the time that my son has gone to sleep. Um, So I find like my window is usually between eight and nine, um, unless there's something else going on, obviously. But that's kind of my my window of time of when I would do that is, you know, some point between eight and nine, usually corresponding to when my son falls asleep. Okay. Mine, this is, that one's a bit of a challenge for me because my routine is different every single day. So I have to know that whenever I can get it in, I can get it in. So yesterday I had uh, a busy morning and then I knew that I had some patients later in the afternoon and then my nieces were coming over for a sleepover. And so I only had about 30 minutes of a window right in the middle of the day. So I strapped on my running shoes and went out for a run in the hottest day ever. And Then I got home and quickly had a shower and I was like still sweating when my patient showed up, but I got it done. So I was pleased with myself that I did that. Nice. So the setting the time though is key. I I would guess that if I had the discipline to wake up early, that might be helpful too. And that's maybe helpful for a lot of our listeners. So we're here. I would love to get that done in the morning. Oh yeah. If it's just done, it makes a difference. We'd love to hear from you listeners uh, if you have a specific time that you do your exercise and if that makes a difference in terms of being consistent. Uh, The next uh, practical suggestion is start small. So this is perhaps useful, uh, maybe the most useful in terms of creating a habit, because when you start small, 
it sort of takes you out of that trap that a lot of people get into when they start an exercise program where they're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do everything. And they start with this energy and enthusiasm and then they overdo it. And then they're so sore or so tired that they just stop. And then it Mm -hmm. stops the habit from like getting that traction of being consistent and keeping going. So starting small is key. Um, And by that, what we mean is at the very beginning, like 10 or 20 minutes per day, or even less, five minutes, if if that's all you can put in, it's better to be consistent with doing exercise every day than it is to think about doing it for an hour every day. So even if it's only five minutes, if that's, if you can strap on your running shoes and walk for five minutes around the living room when your kid's doing whatever, or, you know, even if it's sort of in the commercials between a show that you're watching, at least it's something and at least it will become consistent. So Mm -hmm. start small, start really small and then build from there. Um, And then uh, that segues nicely into progress later. So once your body is used to daily exercise, once you have the habit locked in, then you can slowly start to increase the amount and the intensity of your exercise. So wait at least a couple of weeks of doing that small first step so that you've got it locked in. And then once that begins to feel easy, you can start increasing the frequency or the intensity of your workouts. So you can, you know, if you were only doing five minutes, bring it up to 10 minutes or you know, if you were doing a little bit more, maybe 20 minutes. And I don't even think that you need to do longer than 10 or 15 minutes if you're getting a good workout in, but it's whatever you feel comfortable with. Where again, our consistency is more important than duration or intensity. So um, start small, progress later. Another one is make it pleasurable. If you associate a habit with pain, you will shy away from it. But if it's fun, you'll look forward to doing it. This is why Uh, it's important to find an activity that you like to do a music player, some great music or a fantastic podcast. Yes, yes, definitely. This is another good one. Lay out your gear. The fewer obstacles and less friction there are to forming your new habit, the more likely you are to be successful. If you have not if you have to not only wake up early but get a bunch of gear together while half awake, you you might just want to get back into bed. But if you lay out your workout clothes and shoes and watch and your music, podcast player, whatever you need for your exercise, you're going to be ready to go with no friction at all. Has is this something that you have found is helpful? I guess when you're doing an evening it's not as relevant. I've observed that it's helpful for Jeff. I he has been exercising when he exercises in the morning. He puts his clothes out the night before, and it's definitely effective for him. Yeah. For me, I it's found, effective too, yeah. I find like habit-wise, it's effective for me, like say with meditating, where I make sure I have my earphones, I make like I lay all that out so that I'm ready to lock that down within the morning. It's like what we were talking about last episode when, when you had written your list. You sort of have everything ready, you know you're going to do it, then you're, you've sort yeah. of planned ahead to do it, which means you're more likely to do it. You got it. Yeah, this is if I have my bag packed and my water bottles ready and my snacks packed and everything ready to go and all I have to do is wake up in the morning, put on my exercise gear, get in the car and go to the gym, it's way more likely to happen than if I have to do all that stuff in the morning. So there is something to be said for that for sure. Um, The next suggestion is just head out the door. So I call this the five minute rule. So just put on your running shoes and get out the door. So you don't have to worry about how long it's you're going to go for or how hard it's going to be. It's just go out and get started. So the reason I call it the five minute rule is sometimes what happens is you don't have motivation to exercise, but you have enough motivation to put on the running shoes. And all you have to tell yourself is I'm going to do it for five minutes because most people can do most things for five minutes. So if you can get yourself to walk for five minutes, 
by the end of those five minutes, you might be like, oh, okay, well, I'm all right. Like I can do another five or 10 or 15 more minutes of walking. But if you get for five at five minutes out and you're like, yeah, I'm done. At least you did five minutes. So yeah. it's the five minute rule. Just head out the door. If you put on your running shoes and you head out the door and you go for five minutes, consider that a win. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, it, it's a throwback to start small. Just do five minutes. And if you want to do more after that, it's an extra win. If you've just done your five minutes, you've done it. And then that's good. Uh, the other thing is mix it up. So a good example of this is triathlon training. Oftentimes, uh, if you're just running, if you're a runner, then maybe that gets boring after a while. But if you do triathlon training where you're adding in some cross training with swimming and cycling, then it just makes it a little bit more exciting. If triathlon isn't your thing, you can mix it up in other ways. So you could walk one day, do yoga the next, ride a bike the next, dance with your kids the next. Uh, consistency with daily movement is more important than what you actually do. So it comes back to that consistency. Mix it up, do something different every day if you want to, just keep her moving. And the other thing too is have a relative rest day. Recovery is very important, which is why you need to give your body a chance to rest. Rest should be what is called active rest, meaning a slow walk or a good stretch in front of the TV. It allows for some rest, but will still offer some movement for your body. You don't want to skip the day completely because then you're not being consistent with your habit. But the key is doing something every day that gets you moving and keeps your habit formation going consistency is key. Bring it back to consistency. And again, uh, don't skip a day. It's easy to say, no problem. I've been doing this for five days. I'll just skip today. But that will make your habit formation harder. Once mm -hmm. again, consistency is key. So try not to skip a single day. If you do, which is likely to happen just because we all have busy lives, the key then is to not beat yourself up and then just go, oh, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm, that's it. I've tried this exercise. It doesn't work for me. I'm just going to not do it for the next six months or six years. It's the next day. Get right back after it. Everybody's going to mess up sometimes. Offer yourself some grace and then just start again. Uh, and then you can also do some self-reflection of why did I miss that day and plan ahead so that you don't, that doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that can be helpful for this is you can also find some accountability partners that will help keep you on track. So, uh, from our perspective, we have a Facebook group for the improvement project podcast, and there's going to be some people in there who are looking for accountability partners. So if you are somebody who is looking for an accountability partner, head over to Facebook and in the search bar, just search the improvement project and click join when you see our, our group there. And hopefully you can find some people that want to exercise with you, or at least hold you accountable to your exercise. Oh, and also I'll be posting my workouts there daily throughout September. And I'd love it if you would share your workouts there with me. So I'll be one of your accountability partners as well. Nice. Okay. So that's consistency in our habit corner. So hopefully that'll give you some motivation to get your bodies moving. And uh, I'd like to do a mindfulness exercise follow-up. In episode 10, we challenged each other and you to try the mindfulness exercise of checking in with posture. So Jenny, did you try this one and how did it go? Yes, I did try this. Um, and I definitely caught myself fully like hunched over many times at my desk, leaning forward. I sit with my legs up on my chair at my desk and kind of lean over, especially when I'm doing certain types of work when I'm very focused. Um, but I have that in my head. Uh, I think it's 
from you, but it's also from uh, felt another chiropractor, um, Dr. Danielle Southurst, who I always say, shoulders back and down, shoulders back and down. Nice. And I remind myself of that when I feel myself slumping. And I I took the tip to put the little reminder in my phone and, and remind myself about posture. And, uh, and it definitely, there's definitely something to it. I also work with a couple of people who are yoga instructors. So they're also good at pointing out uh, posture. Oh, good. Like you've basically created some accountability partners for posture at work. Yes, absolutely. Great work, Jenny. Uh, for me, I thought about it a lot and I think it's because it's something that's in my brain a lot of the time because I'm encouraging my patients to do this daily. So it's definitely something I can still do better. I have a tendency when I'm working, I'm very active when I'm working with patients, but then when I'm at the computer, which is sort of all the other times and days, I have that same tendency to be hunched over into that, like, you know, sitting person position. And, uh, I need to get the reminder to get up and move or switch positions. Nice. Good one. So I think that's good. Cause we, uh, I think good posture is good for all of us. And I can say I did good posture and I know you did good posture, but now it's time for what are you digging lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk with each other about what podcasts we've been listening to and enjoying or what books we've been reading or what random internet hilarity we've found and feel like you might find it fun too. So each week, each one of us will share something fun that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So for me this week, I'm digging adult gymnastics. Yeah, so good. So uh, this past weekend, John and I did a two-hour workshop um, at our local uh, gymnastics club here in London, Ontario, and it was super fun. It was sort of the basics of hand balancing and tumbling, and John would say that I talked him into going, but I think he had a good time. I think he, he, uh, he was doing some headstands, and he was doing some cartwheels, and he's working on his flexibility. And it was super fun. I, w- I did gymnastics when I was a kid before I got tall. And um, <laughs> so neurologically, my brain still remembers a lot of these movements. And it was really neat. So my, my fitness is not where it should be for this gymnastics. And my strength is definitely down. But it was so fun. It's like a neat way to add more movement and more exercise back into our lives. And it's pretty fun that John and I can do it together, too. What was it like to get tall? <laughs> oh, Jenny. My, <laughs> my small friend, Jenny. How tall are you? Oh, I'm five two, ish. Um, being tall is cool, but um, it's just a different perspective, is all you know. Yeah, absolutely. And we have two different perspectives for this podcast. It's kind of cool that one of us is we, <laughs> and one of us is a giant. Oh man. Oh man. So. I, I wish that I was digging the adult gymnastics because you had mentioned that to me and we had plans that day, but otherwise I would have been all in on the adult gymnastics because as a child, I did not do gymnastics. And now as an adult, I have a yearning to do it. Um, I have some gymnastics, uh, aspirations, some like (laughs) later in life aspirations. And so I definitely at some point want to get in and do that as well. Um, but the thing that I've been digging, so I, I've been digging it for a while, but I'm not digging it right now because I finished it and it's a TV show um, called Silicon Valley. And oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's a TV show about a tech startup. Um, It's, I think I've been watching it on Crave, but I don't know what it originally aired on. But oh my gosh, Peg, (laughs) it is so well cast 
and it is genuinely very funny. And I suspect it's very accurate to what life is actually like in that tech hub in that area of California. Oh my gosh. Um, it's very funny. It follows like the arc of the story is this guy that develops this, um, this platform we'll say, and he tries, you know, there's people who want to buy it and they, he just flubs every stage of this thing. And it's so fascinating watching it. And it's, like I said, it's just so well cast. The characters are hilarious. Um, I've unfortunately, I, it was one of those times where you come to the end of it and you didn't realize it was the last episode. Oh, oh. you're so disappointed. But yeah, anyway, I'm digging Silicon Valley. Check it out. Um, we're going to transition into you win or you learn. So each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. So this week I've got the win. I am very excited to say that I went to the dentist, which is not something I would ever be very excited to say until recently. And the reason I'm excited to say I went to the dentist is that back in our first month's challenge, as you may recall, one of our habits that we took on was flossing our teeth regularly. And I was on it and I did it religiously. And it was probably close, I guess it was just recently. So it was close to two months that I'd been flossing regularly. And I went to the dentist and apparently there is a correlation between regular flossing and better oral health. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? So I now have personal anecdotal proof to back it up and uh, big win. Big win. I didn't have to get like anything scraped off like usual. It was awesome. I, I nice. was, I yeah, I was blown away. Huge win. So flossing your teeth, better trip to the dentist. Awesome. That's so great. I still, I remember um, when I started flossing every single day, the, like that first appointment when they remark that they notice the difference. It's so encouraging. I know that's, I had yeah. that encouragement. I love it. And don't you find now it feels gross if you don't floss every day? It feels like I'm something's missing. It's cool yeah. when you lock a habit in that, like just lock it in that hardcore. I love it. Yes, it is awesome. All right. Bring us to your learn, Jenny. Oh, what do you got? The learn. Okay. So you and I were talking about starting this month of exercise and Try and I sound a little more enthusiastic, girl. Okay. So here I go. Oh, I'm getting peppy, getting peppy. So you and I were talking about starting this exciting month of exercise. That's it. And That's I it. was, I was feeling super stoked about it. And I was thinking about last year when I was feeling super psyched about exercise and I was setting these goals for myself. And I, on a whim, sent you an email that was saying, you know, what would be really cool is if for this month of exercise, there happens to be this run happening in St. Thomas. Wouldn't it be cool if to wrap up this month of exercise, you and I took part in this run together. And then I'm like, la 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 send. And then instant sick feeling in the pit of my stomach oh, no. after I sent it. Cause it's like, you know, in theory, great idea. Cause how I'm imagining it is like you and I running the run together. And I'm also imagining it that like for every stride you take, I have to take three to keep up with you, but that's a side <laughs> from the whole point. Um, but like, I'm imagining us at the finish line and like a big picture of our like smiley faces with our, you know, the running bibs on and like, Oh, we did it. And I'm picturing us so proud. And then at over time, I started to feel yucky about the idea of the run. Yeah. I get it that for a lot of people, they love running, but for me, it's something that 
instead of making me love exercise, it made me go away from it the last time I did a run. And I am in this, as much as I sound very resentful about exercise, I do want it to be a regular part of my life and I want to do it in a way that's sustainable. And I think that this run could make it not sustainable for me. So I want to set myself up for success. Uh, I think probably our listeners can kind of get a sense of our personalities if they've been listening to us for a while. When, yes. As soon as she said, yeah, I don't want to do the run, I was like, oh, okay, well, then let's do something else. But Jenny really had to work it out for herself. And obviously, I was just holding up the sounding board so she could say all of the reasons why she knew it wasn't good for her. So I watched her in real time go through the learn as she had this, what she describes as an uncomfortable conversation with me. Meanwhile, I was like, yeah, okay, let's not do the run. <laughs> Which... Yeah. Which, which was fine. But and I'm, I'm glad you went thing. through like, that. And there really is an important learn there. So I'm glad that I glad I'm glad you felt comfortable coming to me with it, even though you felt uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think though, I think that speaks to personality too, though. Whereas like, I know about myself that I take a commitment extremely seriously. You know, I, I don't often flake on things. And so for me, when I make a commitment to someone, you know, that's, that's a pretty serious thing. So you're great. So I wanted to just let you know that on in our Facebook group this week, um, somebody listened to last week's episode and they were talking, we were talking last week about how you're not the most excited about the exercise piece. And yes. um, this is Jennifer and she's really cute. And she says, I look mm-hmm. forward to Thursday each and every week suggestion. But by the way, Jennifer, thank you for listening. And then she said, suggestion for Jenny for September. And she said, make your son part of the challenge. Take him for a walk with you while he rides his bike or plays tag with him. There's so many exercise options with a five-year-old. And I was like, what a fantastic idea. I'm going to pass that on to Jenny. That is really good perspective. And the funny part was like, my son loves exercising with Jeff. Um, and actually tonight Jeff was busy working and Ethan wanted to exercise and Jeff couldn't. And so I went downstairs and I actually did my exercises that I needed to do today with him and Peg, I could not stop laughing. He, so I was doing planks and I look over and I'm, I'm like ready to keel over. Like it was, it was rough. And I'm doing it and I look over and he's not even out of breath and he's just like staring at me like happy faced. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? He's just nailing it. Like his form was amazing. Oh, go Ethan. Good job. Yeah, So that's a great suggestion. And one I'll take, I like the idea of the bike ride thing. Like that would be good for him to bike and I could kind of chase him. That would be a good one. Well, you would think it's that just was fun. like anytime when you get together as a family and you are active, you're now creating a model for your kids where you're showing them that exercise is something we do and it's fun and it's what we do as a family and it's part of, we just sort of normalize moving our bodies regularly. It can start yes. when they're just we. So that's great. Jeff is very good at doing that with Ethan. I'm less good at that. <laughs> All right. I'm really good at playing guess who for like an hour. <laughs> well, everybody's got their role, right? Yeah. Well, now it's going to transition into you're going to be doing exercise with him too. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. All right, let's transition into what we're going to do next week. So basically in our second week, uh, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to be consistent with our exercise. And that's what we talked about today in Habits Corner. So please send us an email at theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com and let us know what you're doing for your daily exercise through September. Please go into the Facebook group as well. And I'll be there to be your accountability partner. I will post my workouts every day through September. And hopefully you can uh, 
play along. Uh, Jenny's not in the Facebook group because she's not a Facebook girl, but maybe, uh, maybe Jenny, you can pass on your workouts to me and I can put them up with mine. So then people, so then people will know what we're doing. And, um, then we can like keep moving together. So let's keep it moving. Let's focus on that. Oh, and I do want to mention that we are going to do a book for September. And the book that we're going to do for our book report on week three or week four of September is called Spark, the Revolutionary New Science of Exercise and the Brain. It's by John J. Rady, uh, who's a MD, and it's R-A-T-E-Y. I don't know if it's Ratty or Rady, but anyways, John J. Rady, Spark. So if you want to play along with us for the book report in a few weeks, that is the book. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Remember to let us know if you are playing along with us for our September daily movement exercise challenge. Let us know how you are being consistent with that daily exercise. Email us or send us a voice memo at theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You'll find all the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. It really helps other people to find the podcast so that we can help as many people as possible to create new habits. We would also love to connect on the socials. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Stay focused and get after it. That's what I've said to other people about it is that I don't have a lot of strength right now and my fitness is a bit suspect, but I still have this <laughs> neurological memory of moving my body like that when I was a little kid. And so if your fitness is suspect, mine is a convicted killer.